Move, Go, Walk, and Flow. This podcast, Special Needs in Motion, is dedicated to helping individuals learn to move and function at their best. Listen along to learn a little, laugh a little, and be inspired. Please like and share so others can have access and join our community. Well, let's go. I'm your host, Ilana, a physical therapist, product developer, mom, wife, author, blogger, and known to many as the idea therapist. I love a great discussion, connecting and coaching the families with whom I work, and it is a pleasure to be your host. Just a quick note, if you would like to sponsor an episode, please reach out to me, Ilana, I-L-A-N-A, at theideatherapist.com, or check the show notes. And any information shared on this podcast should not be taken as direct advice, and you should consult your local therapist, professional, or doctor before trying anything suggested in this podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Ilana, the host of Special Needs in Motion. And tonight, I am here with Rachel Siegelman, the laughter champion at The Laughter Habit. And we are going to have a ball of laughs tonight. We're going to bring some light and some joy into this very serious time we're in. So welcome, Rachel. Thanks. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. And if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became the laughter champion. Well, I actually became certified as a laughter yoga leader back in May of 2015. I was trained by my twin sister and laughter ambassador, Sarah Routman. And I were writing a book together. Working title is The Laughter Book. And we sort of see it as I'm the laugher. She's sorry. She's the laugher. I'm the lawyer. I'm the one with a lot of resistance to laughter and laughter came pretty easily to her all of all of our lives. And one of the things that I found that helps when you're trying to adapt a different persona than the one that you seem to naturally by default have is you make a declaration. So I said, okay, I want to become a laughter champion. I want to become a champion of positivity. I want to smile and have my eyes sparkle and I want to laugh things off, learn to laugh at myself, learn to, you know, roll with the punches. So by declaring myself a laughter champion, and I wrote up a whole page of a declaration and I read it not every day, but most days. And I really find that when I read it out loud to myself, I, it it changes my day. And can, can um, you share that with us? Do you have it? I don't have it with me. It's it's pretty long. Okay. Well, I maybe could, just sort of the gist of it. Like The gist of it is, to, I declare, today I am a laughter champion. I start my day with a smile. I'm committing to, when I get tense, I'm going to remember that I can just do laughter breaths. And that's something that I'll, I'll share with your audience in a minute. It's just, I could share it now. It's just take a deep breath. And on the exhale, you say, ha, 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 ha. And because your body doesn't know the difference between what's real, like pretend and what's real, Uh actors use this all the time. Eventually, the just the ha 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 and the smile will start to create endorphins and you'll start to feel better. We'll delve a little bit more into that in a second. But basically, I'm committing as a laughter champion to use laughter as my go to strategy for helping me get out of any kind of funk or stress that I might be in. Okay, that's awesome. And are there times where you would say, obviously, they're they're obvious sometimes, but where 
where you have to restrain yourself where you say, hey, this is not the time. I should be so lucky that it occurs <laughs> to me to laugh at a time when it's not appropriate. Although actually in my own personal story, there were definitely some times that I laughed when it was inappropriate. And one of the things that it's good to know is that we tend to somehow think that laughter happens because something's actually amusing and funny. And really something like 80% of laughter happens in a social context, in a conversation, just in a normal conversation, people are are light and, and just communicating with laughter. There's bullying and negative laughter. There's ridicule laughter, but there's a really important component of laughter that I discovered as I was doing research for the book, which is the release cathartic laughter. Uh-huh. So a therapist named Annette Goodhart was doing, you know, regular kind of, you know, Uh, counseling therapy sessions. And she found that people can get angry and they can hit and they can scream and they can cry and they can laugh. And all of those have equal release. And she found that laughter was easier. So she just will be in the middle of a very serious moment with with a client. They'll be really lamenting some horrible thing. Like I haven't talked to my daughter in, you know, 18 years and it's really a horrible thing. And she'll recreate what they said, but then she'll, she'll just kind of lean back and go, tee hee. And of course, that's a nervous laugh. It elicits a nervous laugh from the client who then ultimately breaks into like uproarious laughter, but it, and, and it can go on for minutes, but it's a very cleansing, deep kind of thing. So sure, laughter can be inappropriate, but often when we try not to laugh is when we laugh the hardest. So yeah, you know, you, you know what's funny? Um, I, I just bringing certain thoughts to my mind as you're mentioning this is one is that um, I was just talking to a friend and she was going through a rough time with someone in her family who has a bit of OCD, you know, that individual wants things done a certain way. So I, I took a little video of what was bothering them and just sent it to her like in slow motion And it just elicited such a humor on something that had seemed so serious to her before. So I think sometimes, you know, like you were saying, like just like right in the middle of that seriousness, you can kind of break it up. Yeah. And one of the tools that I really would love to give your listeners, because I I understand that, you know, just I anybody who's listening right now, just give yourself a little round of applause. Do it softly. But like, really, like, as I'm, I'm going to clap while I'm talking, but I want you to clap while I'm talking softly, but I want you to really like spread your fingers wide and clap. As you do that, what you're doing is stimulating the 39 energy points in the palm of your hand. And as you continue to clap, you will discover that you really start to feel energized. When you go into the Apple store, if you get there first thing in the morning, they're they're ending their meeting with a giant round of applause. If you go to a Tupperware meeting, they start each session with a round of applause. Companies do this all over the place. It energizes people. And you know, you are dealing with children that are challenged, even in the best of circumstances today, we're all dealing with all kinds of new un un unthought of challenges these days. And give yourself a round of applause for showing up for showing up for some self-care. Hopefully listening to this podcast for you on a regular basis is giving you some self-care and some respite from you know what you're dealing with every day. So as you clap in laughter yoga, what we do in between the laughter games that we play is we clap and we say, very good, very good, yay, as we hold up our hands and wave, very good, very good, yay. And I find if you teach that to children, you can use it with them. You can always also say, 
ho, ho, ha, 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 ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. But I think very good, very good yay could be really good when you're trying to reward children and also break up the monotony or switch a stressful situation, you know, like switch it on a, on a whim. Uh -huh. um, it really works well. It's kind of like some people will abruptly have this line that they'll change a conversation when the table talk is getting a little tense. Well, very good, very good. Yeah, it can be another great way to do that. And you can use it to applaud your children and help teach them to applaud themselves. And while they're applauding, they're also getting some great energy and stimulating some great organ points. In fact, they say that if you clap for 20 minutes a day, which is an enormous amount, I've tried clapping for 500 claps and it it's, it, it's a workout, but it's supposed to be phenomenal for your health. Wow. I love that. And, you know, I love this, the idea of the self-care and also bringing it over to the children and to the parents. It's, it's not like laughter is isolated to one group. And I had another question. Well, I have several, but um, one of them is sometimes I find I have nervous, just laughter that just like comes off my brain at not the right times. Okay. And yeah. like in a serious place and all of a sudden that giggle would just like come up. It's almost like a physiological release. So I'm not sure. How do you analyze that? Like, what is that? Well, you know, in there's a guy named Robert Provine who wrote a book, this uh, something about the science of laughter. He did a whole like he spent decades studying the science of laughter and he studied, you know, animals and tickling and auditory sounds of a laugh and whatnot. But there's a lot of evidence that early on in, in human history, laughter was a way to really signal like a huge survival release. Oh my gosh, we just made it back from the hunt and we burst out laughing because we didn't get killed by the boar. <laughs> or, right. you know, or it's, you know, you, you're in some kind of stressful situation and you're laughing as a way of, you know, two of you are, are making eye contact and recognizing, wow, you know, we, we, got, we got away with that one or wow, we're okay. Uh -huh. And so that's what happens. But I, sometimes I, I, one of the times when I laughed that was highly inappropriate, that was when I was 16 years old, I answered the telephone and it was either someone in the family or a hospital calling to tell us that our grandmother had died. Uh, wow. And I burst out laughing. And there was like my cousin and my sister in the room and they're like looking at me like, what's wrong with you? Like, man, I didn't. And I, and that was that actually sealed it for me. In our book, we have a chapter all about resistance. And we talk about a resistance scale being just really easy to laugh and really resistant to laugh. And that just put me in the complete extreme resistance to laughter. Right, um, right. I can imagine. Um, and I had a, I had a, a teacher once tell me, an administrator, she brought this up because I have one of my children does this sometimes. Like they'll laugh when I'm getting really frustrated with them. Like this, like, and, and she explained it to be more of like a nervous laughter. So it, yep. it helped me understand that a lot better. Yeah. And I actually had a child who smiled and laughed a lot. And I ultimately came to the conclusion that it wasn't just because this was such a happy child, although she was a happy child. I think a lot of it, when she'd be in an uncomfortable situation, she would just grin from ear to ear. And it was her body's way of signaling to somebody else, I'm not threatening, please don't hurt me. Uh-huh. I love that. That's really a great way to look at that. Tell us a little bit about um, some of the physiological benefits, you know, like the deep breathing and those kind of... Well, you know... 
Um, there's another guy named James Walsh. He wrote a book in 1920 called Laughter and Health. And he goes through chapter by chapter the physiological benefits of laughter on every single organ system in the body. When you laugh deeply, your diaphragm is contracting. And what happens is that not only is your whole respiratory system getting a phenomenal workout, and I'll give you an example of that in a second, but all the organs above and below are getting immense benefits as well. Just smiling and in, uh, sends endorphins to your brain. Endorphins are those feel-good chemicals along with dopamine and serotonin, and they block the production of cortisol, the stress hormone. So when you laugh, you instantly start to feel better. You can't laugh for a few minutes and not feel better than you felt before. Mm -hmm. It just, that's what happens. So somebody like me who has resistance to laughter, and I use this even today, I'm dealing with um, my daughter and son-in-law and my three grandchildren ages four and a half and under two and six months old are all living with us for the last month and a week or so. Wow. And it's been quite, it's awesome. And it's been very stressful. And I find myself gritting my teeth sometimes and forcing myself to smile. So let's just do this for a second. Everybody just smile really, really big. Try to engage your eyes. It's best to smile at someone because smiling is contagious as is laughter. But if you can't either imagine somebody smiling or grab a mirror and smile in front of the mirror, or you can draw a little smiley face on your finger <laughs> or smile at the dog. But the point is to smile and relax and smile and relax and smile and relax. And you do that like 10 times. It's a much better thing to do than taking a deep breath to count to 10 or counting to 10 when you're angry. If you do smile ups, you're, send, you're doing this little endorphin dance in your brain. And of course, giggles are very welcome when you're smiling. If you want to take it to the next level in terms of uh, physiological benefit, it's good for sleep. It's good for memory for older people. It's like jogging on the inside. Uh -huh. There are immunologists and heart doctors who prescribe 15 minutes of deep belly laughing a day for their patients. Wow. So it's got enormous, enormous benefits, including enduring pain much, tolerating pain much better. Wow. And also I was thinking another one, uh, possibly like eye contact. You know, there's something about laughing with someone that helps you maybe not hold the eye contact, but you you notice like it's a you know, it's a wake up call. <laughs> like there's someone here in front of me with me. So, right. And it, well, both smiling and laughing are very, very contagious. That's why it's easy when you see somebody, you can be across the room from somebody and you can catch eyes for a second and they're laughing and it'll make you laugh. It's like yawning. We don't know why it's contagious, but it's very contagious. And I suspect it has something to do back with that survival relief. It's a connector. It's, it is the universal language. Even deaf babies laugh. Children learn to laugh when they're about three months old, but they it's universal. Every language, every culture, it's the universal language. So I expect that has something to do with the contagiousness and the spreading and, and the eye contact because the eyes are the window to the soul. It's really a way of making a deep connection. And it's great for intimacy. I was, I was feeling stressed in my relationship with my husband. I grabbed him by the hands, looked him in the eye and said, okay, let's just laugh. 
Oh, I love and that. And it worked. So and good. and I, I'm reading a book about laughter and relationships. And we just don't laugh enough in our relationships. So I'm just generating it. And I don't have to have a good sense of humor. He doesn't have to have a good sense of humor. We don't have to like each other's sense of humor. We could just laugh. <laughs> you, don't even, you don't even have to like each other. You can <laughs> exactly. Oh, wow. I love that. That's so touching. You know, it, it makes the world all just sort of come together as one. I was thinking of some different ways of helping children, especially now we're doing a lot of telehealth, but even when you're not doing telehealth. So I think some of these things can be used for different types of children, children of different abilities. Some of the children we work with, let's say are verbal and communicative and others are not. Some of them have motor skills. Others are, you know, lacking in that area, but either way. So, so whoever's listening can kind of figure out and tweak these things. But I sort of came up with some ideas and I'm sure you have some for just helping the kids laugh along with us. And I was thinking of things like using puppets or wearing a funny hat or putting a clown nose on or playing peekaboo or making funny faces. Or I remember when my son was younger, I could use like sticky tape, like the sound of the tape would make him laugh. And even the sound of, of newspaper being rumpled can make a baby laugh. Right. Peekaboo is a, a great one with a little child. I have a little puppet. I what I use with my grandchildren. I said, okay, we're gonna have you know story time, and I it's a like a it's an upside down cone, and it's like a popsicle stick kind of pushes up, and then this kind of clown comes out. It's sort of like a jack in the box on a stick. Uh huh. And when and as soon as that little guy comes out of there, they just laugh hysterically. <laughs> and um, and then you can pull him back in and hide him. So he's his own like little peekaboo. I have these little finger puppet puppets that just are like I call them my smile buddies. They're like they fit on your finger and they have two little arms and then they just have a, a yellow. It's a yellow plastic thing with a, a smiley face on it. And you can use those to talk or you could draw a smiley face or you can use a mask. Uh-huh. Um, also, you could have a laughter parade. And let them choose what makes, you know, what what's a happy color for you? What color do you like today? And I think because laughter is contagious, if you laugh, they'll laugh. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter why. I've also tried with some of my uh, older kids uh, to, I mean, they're not so old, but they're, you know, like four or five years old. But I'll like, while I'm doing motor skills with them, we'll play like freeze game or like sometimes I'll just fall over because a lot of them have this, you know, fear of falling because they fall so easily. And then they see how it upsets the people around them. So they're, so sometimes I'll just fall over so that they, and then we laugh about it. So we make it into something fun. Like it's okay to fall down just to add a little funny into the therapy. Yeah. And, and anytime you can model what you want from them and notice that release laughter for them, if they think they're looking to the, to the parent or the therapist for approval and they think you don't approve, nervous laughter can escape. But I think what you're doing is brilliant. If we laugh first, Oh, I made a mistake. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> one of the exercise I invented when I was teaching to a bunch of high school girls was having a chip on your shoulder and, you know, just like kind of brush it off. Yeah. Like, no worries. Like, let it go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, singing can be a good one. And uh, and I think very good, very good. Yay. Good for you for trying. Yay. Mm -hmm. Let's let's laugh about it. Let's have a laughter dance. Let's have a laughter party. Here's one that's really good. If for even for a kid or a parent or a therapist who's having difficulty laughing, you take a deep breath and on the exhale, you say, ha, ha, ha. And then you try it with 
ho, 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 and he, 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 and hi, 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 and do it with the, the vowels and let them experiment with, you know, what does my mouth look like when I go, ho, 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 what does my mouth look like when I go, he, 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 and let them, you know, oh, that's so like, good. Like, let them analyze you and tell you whether you're doing it right yeah, or and not. And that's so good, particularly with speech therapists, you know, but uh, obviously anyone can do it, but, you know, it kind of it feeds into what they're doing already. So that's really, really yeah. nice. Can we practice one? Can you teach us like something like that? So let's just say ha 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 and let's look at how our mouth okay, goes. I'm ready? ready? <laughs> <laughs> now, if you tilt your head back a little bit, you'll be opening up your throat and you'll see that you can laugh a little bit bigger. So let's try open, put your head back a little bit and let's do ha 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 again. <laughs> Yeah. See how it came from deeper uh-huh. in the throat? Let's do hee 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 hee. See when you do hee hee hee, it looks a little bit like right. a smile. So let's try to make the smile go ear to ear and let's do hee 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 again. Ready? Here we go. <laughs> okay, now let's do ho 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 like Santa Claus and see what our mouth does. Here we go. <laughs> And the more you make that oh, the deeper the sound gets. Yeah. Can you hear that? It's very deep. It's hard to make ho 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 uh-huh. high. All right, now let's try <laughs> like <laughs> now you're putting your lips together kind of like a flat thing. And I notice I'm smiling um, like the whole time, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you're gonna feel better. Like we're gonna hang up from this call and and it's the podcast is gonna be over and you're gonna be going. Very good. Very good. Yay. Oh, look at this smile. This is fun. (laughs) Okay. That's awesome. Tell us a little bit about your book and where people can find you or anything else you want to share. Okay. Well, the book came about, it's been almost two years already. My sister was giving a, she was the keynote speaker and also breakout sessions at a huge senior conference in Minneapolis. And so it was this whole huge expo and she had a booth and she likes to sell things. So we made her a little keychain. So the people will have already laughed with her. And we made like 18 little squares laminated on a keychain that had a few of the exercises, some of the talking points and some of the benefits. And she was sitting there at this expo and my parents had gone to listen and they were like, you know, you should really turn this keychain into a book. So I, we weren't doing, we weren't really collaborating. I was just helping her because she's very creative and I'm much more practical. And so I was making, I was doing the formatting for her. So we expanded it to 36 pages and then 50 pages. And finally I said to her, you know, your target market is corporate people. This is not going to be an acceptable book. I have a friend, we need to talk to him. And then he's a ghostwriter and he became our editor and we've been writing this book and it's really targeted at, I guess, well, it, she hates limiting it. I think it's targeted at women who are maybe between 30 and 60, but it could really be for anybody. It starts with resistance and it shares our stories, but it goes through why to laugh and how to laugh and what gets in the way of laughing. And we go through lots of exercises. We teach you how to do exercises, how to create your own laughter games, how to celebrate with laughter, a lot about the benefits of laughter. And the last chapter that I'm working on right now is kind of a historical perspective, like all the way from biblical times till today, some of the ways that I'm sort of like putting the whole laughter puzzle together. It's, it's really fascinating. We have a website called thelaughterbook.com, and you can really find out about both of us there. 
and you can find out about the book. That's its working title. If you want to know when the book comes out, you can send us an email and we'll certainly give you that information. Happy to add you to that list. I have a website. I don't have a website. I have a Facebook page called The Laughter Habit. I have a YouTube channel called The Laughter Habit. And you can find lots of videos there. I just recently completed a 40-day laughter challenge with myself, wanting to laugh every day for a minute. I'm working my way up to 15 a day because that's really the ideal. Uh, I do. I lead a laughter call on Zoom every Tuesday from 10 to 10.15. It's a free call. Your listeners can find that the information about that call either at thelaughterbook.com or on Facebook at The Laughter Habit. Well, I think that's awesome. And I hope people will search many of those channels um, and because it takes some practice and some of us are natural laughers and others, as we know, we work with a lot of different people are, like you said, more resistant. So I think it takes practice just like anything else. It does take practice. And I'll tell you, the practice pays off. If you go to The Laughter Habit and you look at our blog post, there's a post there about I wrote it about going to get a, bi a breast biopsy and using smile-ups to transform the experience. Uh -huh. And it was it was a pivotal, pivotal moment for me because I really got to, in a very stressful, tense moment, apply what my sister had been trying to teach me all along and through enormous amounts of resistance. And you can imagine you're stressed out going to any kind yeah. of an appointment you're concerned about it. And the last thing in the world you'd think you'd be doing is smiling and laughing, but it so transformed the experience. And it was a lesson I've been able to apply it, you know, everywhere in my life. It's a great little read. Well, that's so, awesome. Um, Anything else that you want to say before we close off? Yes. I want to tell you that May the 3rd, the first Sunday every May is World Laughter Day. If you do a Google search of World Laughter Day, you're going to find there's going to be a massive celebration online this year. I'll be one of 27 presenters doing, I think, 30-minute segments throughout the entire day. And check that out. It's going to be an enormous, fun activity. And just, you know, keep laughing because it's easier to laugh than to cry and much more beneficial. All right. Well, thank you so much. And please, everybody, thank you so much for listening. And we really appreciate your commenting and reviewing and sharing the podcast. So have a great evening. Thank you for listening and sharing. I really appreciate your helping me spread tips that might be of help to someone you know. And remember that why is not near as important as what and how. Have a special day.